Hi guys, what is up? My name is William Goodrich and I am the founder and president of Courageous Warrior Ministries. Um, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for joining me on this first ever Courageous Warrior Ministry podcast. And uh, the point of today, this would be episode zero, if you will. The point of today is to introduce Courageous Warrior Ministries, introduce myself, uh, talk about how kind of Courageous Warrior Ministries is born, talk about our message and the ministry and who we are and what we're trying to do and all of these uh, cool things that are coming. So uh, first off about me, like I said, my name is William Goodrich. Um, I am a father, a husband. Um, I've been married for a little over 10 years now. We got September was our 10th anniversary. Um, I've got four kids, uh, ages one to seven, three girls and a boy, poor boy. Um, and I also, um, I, I travel a lot. I work in the oil field. Uh, so I, I spend a lot of time away. In fact, this first podcast right here is actually being recorded from my hotel room in Amarillo, beautiful Amarillo, Texas. Um, I'm out here for a job and that's, uh, it's, a, it's as good of a time as any to record this. So, um, I tell you these things about me to kind of give you an insight to who I am, uh, to understand that this ministry, Courageous War Ministries, was born from a bunch of regular guys. Uh, we're laymen. Nobody among us is a pastor. Although we got a couple guys that are probably headed that direction, but um, nobody is a pastor or or a uh, a minister or anything like that. We're <coughs> we're a bunch of regular guys who we identified a problem. And then we decided we were going to attack it. Now, what was that problem? Well, in society, uh, we have found, and if unless you, you have lived in a cardboard box and not turned on your television or read news articles or kept up with culture at all, um, you will probably agree with this, that, that we found that uh, there is a growing dissension for masculinity, for all things masculine. Um, to the point that masculinity a lot of times in culture and in the, in the space that we consume, our news and our media and, and, and things of that nature, <laughs> um, masculinity is being labeled as toxic. Well, here's the deal though. Can it be toxic? Can masculinity be toxic? Absolutely. It can be. When it's used for uh, power and dominion over things that aren't the will of God, then masculinity can absolutely become toxic. And there's a lot of ways, a lot of examples that you could give about toxic masculinity. Things like domestic violence, uh, rape. These, these times where men are able to use their... Uh, God-gifted masculinity to overpower or take advantage of someone. That is toxic. Uh, <clears throat> there is a, a generation of, of chauvinism, if you will. That is toxic, and I don't disagree with that. But masculinity by itself is not negative. Masculinity is not by itself inherently bad or toxic 
masculinity is the spirit, the uh, innate qualities, if you will, that God breathed into us when he designed us, when he created us as men. And it starts as a boy. There's a reason why boys love to play things like cops and robbers and uh, why they want to hunt things and why, they, why they're naturally drawn to things like sports and, and things like that. Not to say that women don't do any of these things, but boys don't have to be coaxed into any of it. It's a natural pull for most boys. And there's exceptions to every rule, of course, but God created us with a masculine spirit to want to protect and provide and to not run away from problems, but step in and help find solutions to not step away from things that are difficult, but instead embrace them and step into them head on head first to seek resolution. So as me and my merry band of men at the time, when we got together and we started kind of kicking around these ideas and these thoughts, we understood that there's a problem in culture. And it's a problem that we're not really talking about because everybody's kind of afraid to talk about it. Nobody wants to be the one to stand up and say, well, you're wrong. Masculinity isn't toxic. You're wrong. Masculinity should be celebrated because they're afraid of being labeled as things like chauvinistic or sexist or those type of things. Now, don't get me wrong. As I said in the beginning, you can be chauvinistic. That's a form of toxic masculinity. That's not what we're that's not what we're we're talking about here. We're talking about tapping into that innate uh character that God created us with. So, while we were talking about all this, we thought, man, A, this conversation's kind of taboo. Nobody's really talking about it, and nobody's talking about it in the churches. Nobody's talking about the role of men within the church. Well, here's what I can tell you about men in the family structure, men in the churches. Uh, when men are the spiritual leaders of the household, and this is statistics, this isn't anything other than just pure statistics. When men are the spiritual leader of a household, over 90% of the rest of the household will come to know Christ. That's a lot. That's nine out of every ten. And I think it's closer to 96%, but we can't have a half person. <clears throat> when anyone else in the, in the household tries to lead as the spiritual leader of the household, whether it be wife, mom, grandma, grandpa, brother, sister, uh, whatever it would be, anyone other than dad in the household, the percentage of the household that comes to know Christ is never statistically speaking, greater than, than I think it's 45%. That's staggering. That means that as a man, the influence you have as the man of your house, you have a duty and a responsibility to lead in a way that is God-honoring, to lead with that natural-born leadership that you have as a man and step into what it is that God created you to be which is ultimately a warrior for Christ. So out of all of this 
Courageous Warrior Ministries was born. We are, Courageous Warrior Ministries is a men's ministry. It is by men, for men, chasing after the, <laughs> the heart of men in a quest to restore biblical masculinity. Now, how we go about that and how we do that is many, many different ways. Uh, we had a men's conference this year. It was very, very successful. I'm very excited about what God is doing with that conference, what he's going to do in the future with conferences. And that was originally going to be our niche. That was originally the thing that we were going to do. And then as we've taken God out of the box with this ministry, well, God has opened our eyes to a bunch of other ways that we can work on taking back masculinity, and that's by having conversations with men building communities of men, talking about the things that men don't like to talk about because they're difficult. That's the reason why we're creating all this new content that is coming out in the forms of devotions. The CWM shorts, which are going to be little short, like two, three, five minute videos, something along those lines, with a simple gospel truth, something that's on our heart that we want to share uh, pertains to maybe what we're doing, maybe on a location like we're duck hunting on the edge of a pond, and uh, we send out, you know, God gives us a thought and, and we communicate that thought to a bunch of other men. Or in a weight room after we just got done running, and the only reason I use those two is because hopefully those are going to be the first two we're going to do. Um, like I just, I just, I actually just recorded the first CWM short from a weight room post workout. It was awesome. Um, but we're creating all of this content that is God-honoring with the idea of bringing back in the fold men. Now, uh, it's not to say that women don't need this content. It's not to say that this content is strictly for men. We're just talking into the heart of men because we are men. And it is easy for us to do that because we have a lot of shared knowledge and experience being in this role. So now <coughs> I had a conversation with a, with a good friend of mine and uh, we talked about how uh, our message, we had our first conference and, and we talked about the, the qualities of a biblical man. And I'm going to go through those real quick for you before we go any farther. So we found, we identified five biblical qualities of a man. Uh, the first one is a man controls his emotions and passions. That's outlined by Galatians 5, 16 through 24. Number two is a man provides for his family. That's 1 Timothy 5, 8 through 9. Number three is a man protects his family, which is Proverbs 4, 10 through 15. Number four is a man serves and leads his family, which is Ephesians 5, 23 through 25. And number five, the fifth quality is a man follows God's design for true masculinity, which is humility before his God, Micah 6, 8. So we, we trained at the first uh, Courageous Warrior Ministry Conference, we trained the five biblical qualities of masculinity, among many other things that we did. Um, and we talked constantly, when I, when I gave the message at the end, I talked constantly about the battle, how there's a battle against Satan 
Satan is coming to seek, kill, and destroy everything in your life, your family, your job, whatever it would be. Satan is coming to, to seek, kill, and destroy it all. Uh, and I had a friend come up to me the other day and ask me, you know, he said, hey, man, I, I don't 100% get what you're talking about because why are we armoring up for a fight when the battle's already been won, when the war's already been won? Jesus ultimately, when he stepped on the cross, he ultimately paid the price for sin and won the battle over, over Satan. And I thought about that and I thought, man, <coughs> that's a great question. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought this up because maybe we're not addressing the message 100% how we want to. So that's where I'm going to spend a lot of my time today on this on this first uh, on this first podcast. One of the things that you're going to find throughout a lot of the content we do, our first devotion that's coming out is about the armor of God. Uh, our first podcast we did is is with uh, in parallel with the armor of God devotional, and we truly believe. Uh, the the leadership team at Courage War Ministry and myself, we truly believe that uh, armoring up, putting on the full armor of God is so important to prepare yourself for the battle, prepare yourself for the fight against the enemy. And when he asked me this question, I had to kind of take a step back and think about it for a minute. The truth is, is that God has already won the battle over sin and death, right? God has already won the war. Ultimately, Jesus paid the price for your sin through a sacrifice on the cross. So the battle's already been won. But we are called as Christians, as men of God, and I'm talking to, to the men of God that are listening right now, we are called to sanctify our hearts, right? We are called to move toward Jesus and less toward the world. And in doing that, even after you accept Christ, uh, it's not like, okay, I've, <coughs> I've accepted Christ, and now I will go forward and I will never commit another sin the rest of my life. That, that's not going to happen. Realistically speaking, that's not going to happen. I don't care if you are a pastor. I don't care if you're a minister. I don't care if you are... A deacon, I don't care if you're a church leadership board member, it doesn't matter. You are going to commit sin in your life going forward. Because even though we we are cloaked in the righteousness of Jesus, we still have this sinful nature. Even though we're born again in Jesus and we're born free of our sin, we still have a sinful nature that is our flesh. And, and when we accepted Christ, <coughs> the flesh didn't just disappear. We were reborn, but the flesh didn't just disappear. So because of that, we have this sinful nature, and the sinful nature is always seeking to be fed. It wants to be fed. It wants you to seek after the things that are not of God, but instead seek after the things that you can see and touch, and taste, and feel. Things that feel good. Only for the sake of feeling good. 
not for for taking in and enjoying what God has created for you as a blessing. Um, so when we talk about armoring up, and I'm not going to dive in into this headlong because, like I said, we've got another podcast coming up. But if you if you don't know what the full armor of God is, it's in Ephesians six, and I would highly suggest you read it and and embrace putting on the full armor of God. But all of the armor of God, every single piece of it, points back to the Bible. So when we talk about going to battle against Satan and putting on the full armor of God, number one, we're not facing Satan head-on, one-on-one directly. It doesn't work that way. What does happen instead is that Satan has existed since humanity has existed. So Satan understands every single idea and mentality and selfish ambition and corruptible part of the human flesh. And so what Satan ends up doing is he creates schemes that don't just directly punch you in the face, but instead they're more subtle. And they're based on psychology and based on acceptability with the hope that instead of turning your entire eyes to Christ that you might see this little sliver of sin over here that has become acceptable and you begin to change your focus slowly but surely to the point to where instead of having full dependence on God and and, and faith in Christ well now we believe in God but but I still want to live my best life live my best life that the the flesh says that I can have. Seek after flesh-fulfilling pleasures, if you will. So, when we talk about armoring up, the reason why we have to armor up, ultimately, to prepare ourselves for this fight against Satan, and it's not a fight where we're going to punch him in the nose. But what it is a fight to do is it is a fight a daily fight, a daily battle for us to read and discern scripture so that we can look at everyday life situations that arise and be able to know the difference between what is of God and what is not. And the only way that we're able to discern the difference of what is from God and what is not is by knowing what is from God. And that's the reason why the armor of God so often points back to the Bible because it's all about the Bible. Every bit of it. The the only offensive weapon that's the sword of the Spirit is the Bible. The gospel of peace that you're going to cloak your feet with and spread the good news, that comes from the Bible. The shield of faith that you're going to use to extinguish the flaming arrows of temptation as they come flying at you. Oh yeah, that faith comes and is bred from the knowledge of the Bible. The breastplate of righteousness. Guess what? The righteousness of Christ is found in the Bible. And the helmet of truth, that's just too easy. Obviously, there's we, we believe wholeheartedly that Scripture is inherent and complete and accurate well that sounds like truth in my book 
So, and I'm kind of getting off on a, on a tangent here, but but I want you to understand that Courageous Word Ministries, as we seek to take back masculinity, as we seek to restore biblical masculinity, part of that has to do with making war against our flesh. Our flesh that is under influence of Satan. That if we want to truly be the men of God that we're called to be, if we truly want to be the the best version of creation that God has created us as, that number one, we have to rely on Christ. And number two, we have to rely on our Bible to be able to discern the difference between good and bad. And then it is only from that that we can truly begin to experience what is biblical masculinity. The first quality of biblical masculinity is a man controls his emotions and passions. Well, if you don't know what is of God, then you don't know what emotions are aligning with God's will and what is not. And that seems very simple, but is it always? Have you ever gotten angry and just thought, man, God wouldn't be happy? No, most of us don't. But you should. So anyways, so guys, as a to, to put this in a nutshell, as a ministry, we are trying to do things that other people aren't doing to reach men in a way that they're not being reached. The leadership, biblically speaking, that men are called to exhort upon their family is very high. And it is a very high calling. And unfortunately, guys, it's a calling that all men are created with. We have a lot of other callings. We have a lot of other places in the in the in the family of Christ, if you will, in the will of God. But our highest calling starts with our own family. Whether you're married, whether you have kids, whether you are just single 17-year-old, your highest calling as a man is to your family or to your future family if you don't have that wife and kids now. But you all got a mom and dad. You all got grandparents. You all probably have cousins or brothers or sisters. And you're called to step in and lead as a man and do the things that God has called you to do. We're called to be providers and protectors. Things that, you know, most of us think is pretty inherent and that we should be able to do it, that it should be no problem. But unfortunately, sometimes we even struggle with that. Sometimes we struggle with things that we just don't understand as men. Things that don't make sense to us. Things that we don't understand why God would even put us through this. See Job. But at the end of the day, there are some things that make us different as men, but there is more that unites us than divides us. And if we can get past the influence of the enemy in our lives, 
via the flesh. If we can begin to knock down the bad habits that we've always lived with that have defined us to this point, but they don't define us forever. What defines us truly is the fact that we are children of God. But if we can get past what is our old identity, who we used to be, what we think we are, if we can just get out of God's way and embrace what God has for us, then there is no telling where we can go as men. There's no telling where the church can go. There's no telling where our families can go, where our country can go. It's never ending <coughs> the influence that we can have as Christian men if we embrace true biblical masculinity. So I hope that we've I hope that I've kind of explained the ministry and I've explained kind of what we're doing. Um We've got a bunch of great content coming out. Uh, we're currently in process with recording uh, a bunch of different podcasts. We've got a series going on lust right now, which is going to be hard-hitting. It's going to be difficult. Um, I think even if you're someone who doesn't really struggle with lust in the sense that you think you, you think, um, I think you're going to find that you probably do. And hopefully together we can identify it and break some of those things. Um, we're going to have, like I said, we're, we're in production on podcasts about uh, the devotions that are going to be coming out. We're in production on some CWM shorts that are coming out that are, I hope, going to be awesome. Um, but honestly, all of this, guys, all of this, every single bit of it is for Christ. Every single bit of it points back to uh, to God without him I don't know what I would be I don't know what you'd be but I don't know what I would be um, a shell of myself without purpose without meaning walking through life miserable I think uh, I think Solomon tried right Sol if you know the story of Solomon Solomon tried to find meaning in life without God and he failed and Solomon was rich. Solomon had all the women. Solomon had every fleshly desire that you could think of. And he found that there was no meaning separate from God. That life had no purpose separate from God. So guys, today as you're listening to this, I want to stand with you and I want to hope and pray that... Together we can do this. Together we can start to take back what is biblical masculinity. Together we can stand in this gap. We can take back something for the kingdom that has been perverted and perversed by culture. Um, my hope is that we can create stronger families. Because like I said, when, when the husband and when the father is stronger, better, uh, more prepared scripturally when he's given his heart fully to Christ the entire family grows uh, everyone becomes more successful within the family when you are embracing your your calling as a man you can't help but be more productive at work you can't help but be more uh, compassionate 
with people. You can't help but create support around you to help you carry through with your desire of beating back the the flesh, if you will. So, but I hope uh, I hope today you guys have a pretty good understanding of what Courageous Warrior Ministries is, who Courageous Warrior Ministries is. Um, I appreciate all the support we've <coughs> we've received at this point. I'm sorry, I'm coughing. Um, I, I had a sinus infection and then it spread to being a respiratory infection. I'm pretty well over it, but once we start recording, it just seems like it always comes creeping back. So I apologize. I know it's probably annoying throughout it, but bear with me. Um, but guys, I, I really hope that you will embrace this content with us, that you'll step into this headlong with us, and that together we can start to make that difference in our community, in our churches, uh, in our families. Every single part of our lives needs us to step up as men of Christ. Every single part of our lives. We need to become the mighty men that we're called to be, just like the, the mighty men of David, you know, where... Um, and, and I'm terrible with names, but, but one of David's men, uh, one of the mighty men, heard that there was a, a lion that was terrorizing a town. And uh, what does he do? Well, he jumps into a snowy pit after it and he kills it. No regard for his own life. Now, I'm not asking you to jump into snowy pits and chase lions, but I am asking you to spend some time with God and ask God where you can be stronger as a man, where you can grow as a man in leadership and in hopefully eventually beating back the enemy and chasing after the heart of others for Christ. So, but with that, I'm gonna let you go. I love you guys. Uh, thank you for everything you've, you've done for us. Uh, please continue to support us. Please rate and share this podcast. Uh, great stuff coming. Thanks.